A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. How how old do you have to be to start building credit? Well, my son is 16. And, you know, I started building his credit because I made him a secondary holder on my credit card. So mm-hmm. I, I, I personally believe the older, the earlier, the better to establish credit. So then when you're really ready to use it, you have credit history. And that's to me one of the most, if not the most important thing in your credit report is credit history. Because it's your report card. It's basically people are looking at it to see, you know, how reliable are you to pay back? the loan or the mortgage, whatever they're about to do business with you. So if you can show you've had 10 years of good credit history, that's a good sign versus one year or two years. So I'd say the earlier, the better. Um, so annual percentage rate is basically the interest rate that credit cards are going to charge you for what? Does, does every transaction warrant an, an, an interest rate on it? How can you avoid that? Does anybody know how you can avoid from paying an interest rate on your credit card? How to avoid paying interest interest on a a credit purchase, something on your credit card. If they're saying it's 29% interest, 1999% interest, 1499% interest, how how can you avoid ever having to pay that interest rate? Because I can tell you for Jeff and myself, I'm not concerned about that rate. I'm more concerned about what other other things, the attributes a card has to offer. Can anybody tell, tell us why we're not concerned? All right, well, I'll answer the question. Everybody seems awake today. Let's wake up, everybody. The reason why is because we have every credit card comes with a 30-day grace period, meaning that if you pay the balance off within 30 days, you don't have to pay any interest on the card. So if you know, like, hey, if you know that you're going to put something in your card, it's always nice you know that you have, you'll have the money within 30 days because then you won't have to pay any interest. And that's how the game of kind of using other people's money that we talked about earlier can be to your advantage, you know? So if buying something like, for example, I'm going to, after this class, I'm going to take a vacation. 
And I was already looking at using my miles and my points in order to take the vacation. So I don't have to use my own money and earn these rewards. So with and I know percentage rates, you'll know that, hey, if I can be responsible, I can be disciplined, I can pay everything off in full within 30 days, I'll never have to pay any interest. But if you do have to pay interest, there's a thing that they mentioned in the definition is called compounding interest. And compounding interest is like a way in which they, this is where people run into debt that they can't pay off. They have to file for bankruptcy. They can't afford the payments anymore because it's compounding. So compounding interest is, gives the ability, it's interest up, charged upon interest. So to give you an example of it, if you have $100, if you put $100 on a credit card and the interest rate is 19%, and just to move math simple, say you do not pay that <coughs> credit card off and you have to pay that interest rate for that month. Now the simple math, let's just say it's going to be the next month, your balance would be $119, 19%. But it really isn't because it's, it's an annual percentage rate. So it's, it's the 19% interest rate over 365 days, if that makes sense. So your actual interest rate for that month would be, if it was $100, it'd be the $19 divided by 365 times 30, because there's 30 days in that month. And that would be how much interest your card would be put, would be put on your card for that particular month. Does that make sense? Yes. Thumbs up. Can I get a thumbs up if that makes sense? Okay. But to keep the math simple, we're just going to say, call it a flat 19. Great. We're just going to say for that particular month, you were charged $19 interest. So your balance. So this, if this happened in January, your balance in February then would be $119 owed to the bank. Correct. So now in simple interest, for February, they would just charge another $19, which would be 19% on the original principal of $100. But with compounding interest, what they do, they charge interest on top of interest. So that if your balance went to $119 because of interest, now they're going to charge you 19% on the $119. So that would, instead of being $19 now, it'd probably be somewhere like $25. And then your balance would be $100 plus $19 plus $25 for March, which would be, if my math is correct, $144. And then you're charged 19% interest on the $144. So you see, this is why even um, places like retail stores, um, Home Depot's, The Gap, they're always encouraging you, hey, have you applied for a credit card? Have you applied for a credit card? Because think about it. They got, a, they, I'm sure they have a, a huge amount of customers that they're making money off because of compounding interest without even selling them anything, without even providing them anything. Initial purchase, yes. They initially may have went into the gap and bought three shirts, but if you don't pay the balance off in full, if you keep carrying it over, you're going to be charged interest on it, compounding interest left. Shirt that costs that you may have thought you got on sale for $10, down the road could wind up costing you $60 because of the interest accumulated with that. So you really want to pay attention, understand annual percentage rate is a compounding interest rate, okay? And there, the next definition, compounding interest. It's calculated not only on initial uh, amount board, but also on sorry, uh, also on the accumulative interest from your prior periods. Does that make sense again, everybody? It's very, very important to understand this. I don't want to race through it. If you don't, I'll give you another example. Does everybody understand compounding interest? Thumbs up again. Whoever doesn't, just let me know. Okay. Getting some thumbs up. Suing everybody else is in agreement. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so let's talk about now balance. Can Tyshawn, can you read me out what the balance definition of balance is? 
the the amount of money you owe on a bill, including any purchases, interest, late payment fees, transaction fees, annual fees, cash advances, or balance transfers. Right. So your balance, and you really have to take it's a cumulative of all these different variables. So like when you think about a credit card, oh, it's just gonna have the stuff that I purchased. No, and it has it can have a slew of things. It can have the interest rate, the compounded interest rate, there could be a late payment fee. There could be transaction fees. This is where they get you. This is why last year, you know, banks made over $34 billion in fees alone, okay? Um, annual fees, cash advance, or balance transfers. And like I said, don't think that you can't challenge these fees. If you paid a late, if you made a late payment fee, but you know, you're usually on time all the time, and for some reason you missed the payment by a couple of days, call your bank, call your credit card issue, ask for a credit. If you're a good client, they'll 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 give you that credit back. They'll 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 credit that charge and not charge you. Um, and when you're looking at credit cards, people always ask me, oh, what credit card should I get? What's a good credit card? These are the things you should be looking at. You should be reading the fine print and seeing, oh, what are your balance transfer fees? What are your, what's your interest? You know, those sort of things. So you understand like what card is going to work for you. Um, balance transfers it allows you to transfer the debt from an old card to a new card, usually with a lower interest rate. Many cards offer 0% intro APR and no percentage rate on balance transfers. Okay, so I'm sorry, I'm just reading On balance transfers, however, they are, if they may come with a balance transfer fee of zero, 3 to 5%, the total transferred and may have limits. So this is a great and powerful tool because the, the game that you're playing with, your, what you're playing is, you know, I always say on my podcast is your money is your money, keep it in your pocket. You're always paying, like in the world of business, entrepreneurship, even when, you, when, you, when you're working, and those that are, you know, and I think a lot of you are, are adults and you're, you're, you're working, you understand like you're always playing this cat and mouse game. You're trying to keep your money and somebody's always trying to play your money. So balance transfer to me is, a, and I've known as a tool that, hey, you can move your credit card balance from a card that is charging interest rate to a card that's going to charge zero interest for a short period of time. Right. And you can take advantage of that. That could be huge savings. That could be hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars of savings every year or month, depending on what your balance is. And, you know, I have always used balance transfers. I, you know, if I need to, I'm, if I'm in a cash squeeze and I, and I know that I don't have the money up front to pay within 30 days, I'll do a balance transfer. And if you're going to know that, hey, by the end of the month, I'm not going to be able to pay this card in full, then by mid month, you should look to do a balance transfer. And how can you look? You know, just Google you know, zero interest credit cards and apply. You can apply online. And if you get approved right online, you can transfer the balance. Yes. Do some charge a fee of, of transfer fee of three to 5%. Absolutely. And you just have to weigh the cost of the fee versus how much interest I'm going to pay on this balance. That's kind of where you should weigh your options. And then once you get that balance, once you're able to do that balance transfer fee, which is a, it's exhilarating feeling. It'll tell you how long it's going to be 0% because they're called teaser rates. So they're really trying to get you under their books. So you'll know how many months you have before the interest rate will change. And then you should plan out that you're going to make those equal installment payments before the, before the interest kicks in. You have a couple of questions in the chat too. Okay. Just a, Rachel, if you can always just alert me when there are okay. questions. Cause so anybody, you know, I, I really, I'm not looking at the chat as active to see the questions. So um, don't assume, don't think that I'm ignoring them because I'm not. So is what do you consider for, what bank do you consider for students to use? Um, and then Nigel's, um, would you say that you can do the same with your bank in regards to an overdraft fee on a checking account? 
Okay, so let me let me like, answer. Oh, sorry. Just to give more clarification in regards to like calling your bank and trying to explain why you missed um like let's just say why your account was in overdraft uh, for more than 24 hours um, when they charge you that that um fee. All right. Okay. Let me let me get to the first question. I'll get to your question, okay. Nigel. So the first question is: I just did an episode on like best cards for students, and when I did my, and this is my only personal, this is my personal research, and what I found that was more most favorable. And I think with students, with young people, I personally think you should be able to get cards that offer cashback rewards rather than like travel, rather than points for gifts. I think as a student, you want to save as much money as you can, and you want to so. Cashback means that, you know, some credit cards have three and up to 5% cashback. So that means whatever you spend, you get a 3% cashback and it's actual cash credit on your credit card statement, 5% cashback, actual cash credit on your credit. So if you spend like, if you spend a hundred dollars, you're only going to be showing a $95 balance on your credit card, which, which is great. Like even like yesterday, my credit card American Express has this deal with Staples. If I spend a hundred dollars, I get $25 back. Well, I needed to buy stuff for my store. And what I did is I, I, I put it into two purchases because I needed ink for my printers at my work and the ink was like $125. So I bought the ink separate. I told it I want to have two separate bills. So I bought the ink separate by itself. So I got $25 back for the ink. So the ink cost me $100. And then I had to buy uh, some miscellaneous stuff. I had to buy paper, print, paper printer and toilet paper and Windex and that kind of stuff. And it came to $103. Then I got another $25 back. So instead of putting it all on one purchase, where I would have just gotten a one $25 for the entire purchase, I split it in two. So for every $100 increment, I got $25 back. Um, so I like Discover Card because it does have those kind of things. I know with Amazon, it was giving me 10% discount when I shopped at Amazon. And then it is really favorable as far as no annual fees for students and cashback rewards. So, you know, my personal choice you know, I'm not being sponsored. I'm not advocating for Discover. But from my research, I thought Discover was kind of a really, they had a lot of cards that I think were favorable for students. Um, Nigel, let me ask you a question. Would you say, where is your question on this going in? Would you say that you can do the same with your bank in regards to an overdraft fee on a check account? Absolutely. Like, I mean, it's happened to the best of us. I've gone overdraft and, and, I, and I call the bank. And like, if you're not showing continuous behavior, and it's like a one-time thing, nine times out of 10, they'll credit you back. And my famous line is, you know, when I call in these 1-800 numbers, you know, I don't want to sound rude about it, but usually the first person that answers the phone, that takes up the call, they're usually, I call them, quote, unquote, the gatekeeper. And sometimes to get what you want, you got to go past the gatekeeper. And, you know, working in a call center myself, you know, you have the right to ask for a supervisor if you're not getting the answer that you want. And if you feel that the person's not helping the way that you want, you can just simply say, thank you. I, I, I appreciate your, your assistance, but I would like to speak to a supervisor. And the supervisor usually has the more um, ability to credit you back if the initial person on the phone can't, will not credit you back. But if there's continuous behavior and there's a pattern, then obviously they wouldn't do it. But it was a one-time thing. And yeah, I mean, I've gotten credit back for overdraft protections all the time. And if, you know, worst case scenario, if you have a relationship at your branch, you could actually go into your local branch because they have the ability where they have limits. They can be like, they have limits where I don't know what the actual threshold is, but let's just say it's a hundred dollars. They, they have the, they can do a miscellaneous credit back to your account for anything under a hundred dollars. And they have the ability and the authority to do that. So if you're not getting the answers on the phone, you may want to just go into your local branch, speak to the branch manager, explain what happened. And more than nine times out of 10, you'll get a credit. 
Um, is that all the questions? Thank you. I appreciate that clarification. Okay, somebody's hearing static. Are you still hearing static? There are specific student cards that Discover has, and it's very more just about the limits and about the cash back and no annual fees, but you don't have to get a specific student card because you're a student. You can get a, you know, I know American Express has American Express blue cards, which are good cards as well, you know, and it's a really personal thing. Like I said, you know, I like to get cards before COVID. I was getting a lot of travel cards because I travel every month. So I wanted a card where I know where I can pile up points for flying. I can pile up points for hotel and those sort of things. But now in this COVID time, I'm more, I'm gearing towards cards where like the staple, the card, the American Express card where I get $25 back every $100 I spend at Staples. I think that's something good. I also have a card where I can use my points at Rite Aid because I'm always buying stuff for my kids. So, you know, you, you know, I'm switching from the travel type cards to more cards that are everyday practical things that I need to buy where I can save, where I get save on gas, save on this, save on that. And they do add up. I mean, they really do add up and make a difference. Um, so, you know, you have to really look and see what works best for you and your current situation. But I would highly recommend as a student, you more look for the cashback cards. And you're not married to these cards. Like, you know, even the bank, I always say, you know, you're just dating the bank. You know, you're having a, maybe just having a little rendezvous with the bank, but you don't have to consider yourself married to a bank. That's one thing the banks are able. I don't think they sell it. I just think it's something we're all, it's instilled in us that we assume that when we open up an account at a bank, we have to like, live or die by whatever that bank does or whatever that terms that credit card does. If you're not happy with the service at the bank that you're at, you know, you can go elsewhere. If you're not happy with it, if, if a better card comes out with a higher cash back return, you, you move your business over to that card. You may not close the card up, but you, you apply and get that other card. You know, there's deals and there's people that just find cards where they get a hundred thousand dollar points to sign up and they'll use that as a trip. They get 50,000 points there. There's people that are active. I've interviewed people on my show that make a living and travel around the world for free based on just signing up for different credit cards. So um, billing cycle, very important. Billing cycle is not by calendar month. It's by days. A billing cycle is 30 days. And you have to pay attention to it because you may, this may fall, make you have a late payment because you say, oh, every month I pay on the 27th. No, February is the short, shortest month for the longest history, as we know. And that can make March payment different than what it was in January. Or make it different in June. It's 30 days and then July may be different. So you have to pay attention every month when you get your statement to look and see what is the due date. Don't assume it's the same date every month because it'll, it'll vary month to month. Um, cash advances. This gets the big D. Does anybody remember what I use, what I say, what the D stands for? Can anybody tell me what does the D stand for? Does anybody know? Nobody knows what the D stands for? D stands for desperate. If you have to get a cash advance, it looks it does not look favorable on so many different levels. And, you know, this would be, I mean, I can't judge anybody. Everybody has different things happening in life. And, you know, sometimes you have to do things that you may not want to do, but you should avoid this by all means necessary because the difference between a cash advance and just putting something on your credit card is that 30 day window goes away. Your interest starts from the time you take that money out from the time you do that cash advance, the interest starts accumulating. 
So if you took it out today and you want and you had a week later you can pay it back, you're gonna be paying that 19% daily interest rate, daily interest rate, because you're looking at your high risk now from a credit card perspective. If you have to use our card to take out money, that means something's going on with you financially. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're having hard times, when they want to take advantage of you and when they're going to charge you more and hit you hard. So I would say, and there's ways around, you know, honestly, uh, we can talk about another show where if you need advanced cash, you can do it another way through your paper. You can do it many other ways and have access to the same cash without doing a cash advance. It's just being a little bit more creative, right? I'm sorry, Sean, did you say daily? Um, that interest rate is um, it's immediate. It's immediate. It's daily. Correct. It's immediate. Not. It's not like a purchase. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Jeff. You're going to say something. Yeah, yeah. The cash advances are, you know, one of the highest interest rates you can accumulate. Even though you know they may give you like a teaser rate, once you get locked into using cash advances, it it can spiral out of control very quickly. So it's to be avoided as much as possible. Thank you. Thank you for that. And let me just tell you another rule. Since Jeff brought up a good point. If you're able to get a special rate, like a balance transfer zero interest rate for 24 months, or you're able to get cash back at 3 to 5%, or you're able to get $25 on every $100 you spend. Sorry. Sorry, there's static again. I'm not sure. I thought it was me. Is it me? Good. Are we good now? Phone I think we're good now. Yeah. I hear some background background chatter. I think people, whoever, I think people, just move your, your phones, everybody. Hello. Are we good? Got it. Mm-hmm. I think we're good now. Um, yeah. So we want to hear this. One important thing you have to know: if you're getting a special rate, if you're getting a special deal, the credit card has a a, a bonus going on, anything of that. If you miss a payment or late for a payment, it all goes away. The deal is over. You go into the regular terms, regular thing, and all the perks that you had go away. If you earned all these kind of rewards and points and you're looking for them to come on and you miss your payment, they don't give you the points. So you have to understand the rules of engagement is you have to make your payments or everything else goes away. Okay, and so credit line, once again, is a very important thing as well. It's the amount, the limit that you have. We talked about you don't want to look desperate, so you don't really want to max out these cards. You want to keep them around, you know, 70% and 30% available. You know, you don't want to show that, you once again, you're desperate. But if you've been making good payments and your history's been good, you know, you don't have to wait for them to increase your credit limit. You can call them and ask, can I increase my credit line? And more than likely, they will. You don't have, you know, and then that gives you, shows you like you have more, you know, you, if you increase your credit line, obviously you have more available credit and you're not using it. You look more favorable to banks, look more favorable to lenders. Your utilization rate goes up, goes down. So, you know, all those things are good things. When increase, increasing of a credit line is a good thing. I would not refuse it, even if you don't need it. I would accept it. And if you don't need it, you don't need it. It's not costing you anything to, to have it. All right, let's go to the next slide, please. Um, debt to income ratio. We, we've talked about that throughout divide total monthly debt payments as you can do on your own by your monthly income to find a percentage lenders use debt to income and your credit history to evaluate your credit worthiness. And each lender set, um, sets different, sets different limits. 20% or lower is low while exceeding 4% debting is a sign of financial crisis, financial stress. So very important again, when you're presenting yourself and, you know, some of us like to 
Choose your audience. A banker, a lender, they may show us act empathetic, but they don't want to hear your sob story. You can tell that to your friends, you can tell that to your teacher or your therapist, but when you're speaking to banks and you're speaking to lenders, you want to be as professional and direct, like, you know, limit how many sentences, like, the more you have to explain, the less you look in the eyes of the lender. Like, I'm going through this with my niece's dad, where she she's put a car in her name, which I explained to you guys before, and now he's trying to get out with any, you know, I'm on the phone with him when he's trying to call the, the, the car place, and I'm just telling him, like, you're giving them TMI, too much information. They don't really care about the relationship with you and your daughter. <laughs> they don't care that it's in your name, it's your responsibility. You're supposed to speak to them with an action plan. How are we going to resolve this? What can we do to move forward? And that sort of straight, direct conversation and talk so they can see that you're a person that can be professional and yeah, you may have had a hardship, but let's figure out a solution. You know, and that's kind of how you have to be, speak when you're doing any kind of like business and when it comes to, especially because they're looking at you, they're evaluating you to see if you're, if they can trust you to lend you their money, you're going to pay them back. That's all they care. Can you make these payments? Because they don't want you to default on the payment. And if you show any indication that you're not, there's not a lot of stability that you were, that things are going to happen, then you're not going to look favorable and you probably will get declined. So you have to really look and understand your audience is expecting you to show ability to make these payments. So take responsibility, correct, and act like it, like it, and explain like there's nothing wrong with saying yes. There was a situation that occurred where I was able to X Y Z happen, but moving forward, it's always a great thing to say. Moving forward, I expect that I will be blah 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 blah. I will be da 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 da, and shows that hey. You, understand, you, you take responsibility for what previously happened, but here's my action plan. Here's my step moving forward. Here's my confidence speaking on it. Here's why. Here's the things I've put in place for it not to reoccur, for why, I can, why I'm credible for this loan, why I'm worthy to do business with you, those sort of things. That's what people like to see. We all go through things. Um, late payment fees. We talked about it earlier. I mean, it's late payment fees. It's really about being preemptive. If you know it's coming down the road and you're not going to be able to make this payment, you can make an arrangement. We talked about a balance transfer. You can find ways in which you can kind of get out of it. But waiting for the day to come or ignoring it is not the solution. So it's a, once again, it's being proactive with knowing that, hey, there's a payment coming up that I'm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. I'd be challenged. What's my action plan going to be? What's my game plan going to be? How am I going to make this work? Um, minimum payments. You know, your credit card will always say, will always show minimum payment due. And it's a, it's a marketing tool that in hopes that you'll only make the minimum payment because it's kind of like, I don't know, there's a saying like like the guy that's always coming by every week to sell you something, he doesn't want to take the full payment. He'll take, a, take partial payment throughout because you're always going to be indebted to him and they'll make more money on the interest rate. So you always want to, you know, and once again, making the minimum payment brings back to my D word for other lenders. So they just say, hey, you have 10 credit cards or whatever, three credit cards and you're applying for another one or you're applying for a mortgage. And they're looking like you, you only make minimum payments. It's not a good look. Once again, you look like somebody that may not, it's just getting by. So, you know, I, you always try to pay over the minimum payment, try to pay above and beyond the minimum payment. If you can't pay it all in full, the goal is to pay it all in full. Um, promotional rates, we talked about a number of things like be active in the market, be actively a real business. People, entrepreneurs are always active, looking for better deals, looking for better terms, looking for better interest rates, ways in which they can move their money over, move their business over to better deals. And you can be that way, no matter what, even if it's $500, we're talking hundred dollars. It's all, you know, to me, I try to keep the same practice. If it's $100 versus $500, the only thing I have versus $500,000, the only thing I weigh is time. If I know that for me to keep the same practice to debate over a $10 charge is going to keep me on the phone for three hours, I may be like, maybe it's not worth the time. But sometimes a practice is good because a $10 charge could be a $10,000 charge. You need to apply the same type of confidence, the same type of technique, the same type of... Um, ways in which to you know communicate. I find a lot of us young people, especially, lack in really knowing how to communicate effectively to get their point across. To you know, few little words, to direct and know how to rebuttal when something comes to you. Not take it personal and know how to like. Okay, here's the re- here's what they're saying. Here's how I can spin it back. Here's how I can rebuttal it in a professional way. And so, if you start with like you know, getting on your bank, debating three dollar transaction fee, five dollar transaction. Those are all in preparation for when the bigger deals are going to come down the road because it's all the same set of skills. Uh, there's a question here. Does paying more increase your chances? Yeah, it's just paying more increase. Your, it shows, well, A, it may save you some money in interest payments. So the question is, is paying more increase your chances of something? Yes, it's probably save you from paying inter- high interest rates it probably shows that, you know, you have the ability to pay above and beyond, you know, and it's like, once again, it gets back to your credit history. If your credit history shows like consistent payments above and beyond what's due, think about as a lender, that lender is going to be like, okay, this person obviously is responsible and can afford it versus someone that's just making minimal payments. You're just building on your credit resume. Make sense. Everybody with me? Yeah. Uh, All right. Next slide. The next one. Um, Jeff, I'll let you speak on this one. You can start speaking. I'll let you speak on this yeah. one. Okay, y'all. 
as you can see, understanding credit card terms. All right, the first one is the interest rate and the interest charges, your annual percentage rate for purchases. So you get the zero introductory rate and that's for the first, what, 15 months. After that, the APR goes to 12.99 and can go as high as what, 21.99. So if you're not really focused on the, 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 the last one, you can easily end up there if you miss some simple payments on some trivial things you bought. Uh, the APR for balance transfer is zero, and this is also part of the teaser rate. Everybody still following me? Okay, let's go. So um, the zero introductory APR for the first 15 months on the balance transfer requires within the first daily 30 days of account opening. After that, your APR for those transactions or any other balance transfer requests, if we accept them, we will, oh, we will, okay, if we accept them, we'll be, okay, after that, it's 12.99 to 21.99. So as you can see, any purchase you made after the 30 days, okay, is gonna jump to 12.99. All right, so, and this is for the APR balance transfer. Now, if you go down to the APR for cash advances, that's a whopping 25.24% for cash advances. This is where we say just don't do it if you can avoid it because this shows that you're desperate. This APR will vary with the market based on prime rate. And the last one is penalty APR and when it applies. So 29.24, this APR will vary with the market based on the prime rate. This APR will apply to your account if you make one or more late payments, there you go, or you make a payment that is returned. So if you send a bad check and that check is returned, then you have a problem because now your rate is jumping to 29.24. So this, this is just to get you to understand, this is what's on the most back of credit cards. So it's just to get you comfortable. So when you, you should read the back of your credit card statements, understand the deal that you're signing when you sign up for a credit card. Bad check, oh, what do you mean by bad check? Bad check means that if you, if you send a payment out and the payment gets returned, it could, if you if you've reached your limit, you've exceeded your limit, and you're putting charges on, it may get it may get charged back, and they'll and then whatever agreement you had, it'll default and it'll go to the higher interest rate. Um, let's go to the next slide. Understanding credit card terms. Okay, paying interest. Your due date is the uh, what's that? The least twenty, the last twenty five. No is at least 25 days after the close of each billing period. We will not charge you interest on the purchase if you pay your entire balance by the due date each month. So that's key, because they will not charge you interest. And this is where me and Sean let, this is where we are. We, we're within that, that sweet spot of the 25 days. So we're not being charged interest because when we make a purchase, we pay it within that 25 days. You will begin to 
uh, being charged interest on cash advances and balance transfers on the transaction date. So the transaction date is the day you spend that first dollar. So credit card tips from Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. To learn more, okay, this is just repetitive. Learn more about the facts, consider them applied to your credit card, visit the website, Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Anyway, so now, as you can see, the annual membership fee for this card is what? Can anybody tell me what the annual membership fee is? The big donut. It's zero. Don't buy cards when you're starting out with have, that has a, a membership fee to it. There's plenty of cards out there for you to choose from that won't come with a membership fee when you first start out. And um, other than that, you know, you got your transaction fee balance transfer, and um, that's either five or three percent of the amount each transfer, whichever is uh, greater. So you would pay a five dollar to a three percent amount on the transaction. So if you were transing, tra transferring a thousand dollars, you might pay a fee of five dollars. Or if you paid a 3% fee, you'd pay more than $5. $50. You'd pay $50. So once you understand the math and how it's calculated with each transaction, you'll know what the cost is going to be for you as you go forward. Anybody else? So, just to add to what Jeff is saying, this is just a, a typical credit card term deal, deal but the, they're subject to change. They're not all the same. Some, like Jeff said, I have annual membership fees and, you know, I pay annual membership fees, but I think he, I, I think I agree with him in saying that, you know, initially, I don't think you should get a card with the annual fees until you've kind of been a little more experienced and you have some more expertise in credit card and knows what's for you or not for you. Um, should you really look to, to get a card with fees on? Because annual fee cards are great, but you just got to really find the card that works for your lifestyle and has things, has benefits and perks that you can take advantage that outweigh the fee. That you know, yeah. Hey, they're gonna charge you six hundred dollars a year. I make, I'm gonna make sure that there's more than six hundred dollars worth of benefits on this card that I can apply. That's gonna help me throughout this year. If not, what's the point in paying this fee? Um, let's go to the next slide because it gets into what I want to talk about, which is like different types of um, and cards a, and benefits. Go ahead. Sorry, Nigel had a question, and then Mike has a question too. Okay. Yeah. Question was, thank um, you, Rachel. Can sure. you explain the difference between a statement date and a due date? Uh, because I know a lot of times when you have um, um, in your online, like if you have your online credit account or if you have access to your account, um, a lot of times there's a statement date um, and then there's also the due date where um, you actually have to pay back by. And a lot of people get those two confused, I think. Right. So I have that with my American Express card. So Nick, with my American Express card, I'll have a statement date, which is always the beginning of the month. But then in small print, they'll have the due date or it's reversed the due date or statement. I can't remember which way it goes, but um, it's really, it's a grace period. They'll give you to pay that back. And, you know, most people just defer it and make it the longer day to due date and they forget about the statement date. They'll just be like, okay, yes, they'll, they'll tell me. Cause I get notices all the time. All your payments due September the first of the month, but I know in my head is due on the seventh or the sixth. But my good habit, I'll try to make the payments on the first all the time, knowing I still have that gray area. So it's like a, a little gray window that you have to make that payment if you can't make it on that date. And But mind you, not all credit cards have it. 
So like my MasterCard and Visa, they don't have it. I know American Express, they're known to have it, but I know most cards don't have a due date and a statement date. So it's something you have to be mindful of and understand. But once that hard, that due date has passed, the statement date, has, I don't know which one it goes. I can't remember now. But once the, uh, the second date has passed, that's it. <laughs> they're going to charge you interest. But you have, it's like, a, it's like a gray area where you can still make the payment and not be late. And I'll tell you another thing, which I don't like to encourage myself and tell students, but I'll tell you this. Nothing gets reported to the credit card company in a negative way that's less than 30 days late. Does that make sense? Because after 30 days, if you look on the credit report, it says 30 to 60 days, 60 to 90 days. So if you make a payment that's 10, 15 days late, 25 days late, it won't mess up your credit because they don't report anything less than 30 days. But this is the big but. The credit card company has the right to charge you fees and interest rate and charge you fees and interest and penalties for being late, despite it not getting reported to the credit bureau. So if you pay something late, which I would never encourage you to, it may not mess up your credit score, but it'll, it'll cost you in terms of money. Does that make sense? Nothing gets reported to the credit bureau that's less than 30 days late. If you make a car payment that's late, if you make you know, your mortgage payment that's late, they won't report it as a late payment. But you will be charged fees for being late from the company. And there was also a question asking, does the bank you go to matter? Absolutely. I mean, it's the relationship. You know, in general, you know, most banks are very similar. But, you know, I like to choose banks myself personally where I know I'm going to be limited with fees. You know, so I, you know, people like to choose like, some people like to go with like the neighborhood bank, the less known bank. But then I'm always thinking of, hey, I have to run to the ATM. I'm going to have to use an ATM that's going to charge me a fee. So I would always say, you know, you may have to go with the big guy for maybe your day-to-day stuff. But if you want to go to the more boutique banks, you can. Um, because I just like to know I have access to my money without having to pay a lot, you know. But the boutique banks are the ones that they have good lending products. They're the ones that will be more flexible. There's like... You know, people will call you, and especially in the real estate game, you have like tier one banks and tier two banks, tier three, tier four. Like tier one banks are like the Bank of America, Citibank, Chase. You get the best deals. Like when it comes to lending, mortgage rates, interest rates, the best deals come from the top banks, believe it or not. Because, but there are some people, you know, I've known people that are into real estate that find it hard to get mortgages from them because they're, they have their very, they scrutinize everything and it's very detailed. It could be a long process. But once you do get through, you get a great deal, you get a great rate. Why the tier two banks that kind of, you know, are, they're not as stringent because they, they need to be more flexible to compete with the top banks. So they won't have as much requirements, but then they're going to charge you more interest. They're going to charge you a little bit of higher rate, you know, but the deal can get done faster. I know guys like to get in to get mortgages quick, get deals. They'll, they don't, they don't want to even look at the tier one banks. Well, myself, you know, I, I'm a patient guy. I'd rather, I like to know I'm getting the best deal out there. So I'd rather give them everything they need and get a lower rate. It'll take longer, but. I, I'm just more comfortable in that arena versus dealing, getting a, a faster deal done and paying more for it. So it definitely does. Um, let's go to this. Let's talk about the card types and benefits. I know there's boring stuff. I know, but it, trust me, it's helpful. Apply it to your life. You'll see how wonderful it can be. Now, this is the question of like understanding um, 
the different types of card types that we are. I mean, I know we're going to kind of re- revisiting stuff we already talked about earlier, but you should kind of take a picture of this because this will know like, you know, where do I want to be? Like, what do I want on the card? What, what am I looking for at now in my life? Like, for example, like I said, I was more getting travel cards, but I switched it during COVID. I was reluctant at the beginning because I thought I'd be traveling again, but really and truly in a year, I've only been, I only went to Canada twice and went to Barbados and that's been it. But when I used to travel every month, so travel points are not really helping me in these times. So like I said, I'm more looking for cards. Now they give me like discounts on everyday purchases. Like, I'm at Staples a lot. I'm always on Amazon. I'm getting groceries. So those kind of cards that give me those kickbacks is what I'm looking for currently. So you have to look at, you know, cashback. And the great thing about it, you have a very powerful tool that can tell you the best. And they come out so regularly. Like you can Google best cashback cards and it'll give you a list of them. And they'll give you the terms of them. They'll give you what your credit score range should be. And, you know, and with this game, you know, don't be scared of rejection. You know, rejection is just preparing you for the next opportunity. And honestly, you don't know your limit until you kind of have to push yourself and see how you, how, what, what comes back to you. So cash back, travel rewards, you know, credit cards can be points redeem. I love travel cards. I really do. Like there's nothing like going on a trip and everything is covered under your points rewards. I mean, that's the greatest feeling. Like, get on the plane you didn't pay for. You get to the hotel you didn't pay for. And they're, they're offering you all these upgrades. They're doing all these great and wonderful things for you. They're giving you little things on your pillowcase when you go into the hotel room. You know, you get these extra little chocolates. And, you know, you didn't pay anything for it. And, and you're really, like, getting this from purchases that you use for other things. It's a great feeling. And like I said, there's people out there. There's cards that will give you you know, six, yeah, the, the towel elephants, exactly. There's cards that will give you 60,000, 100,000 points, 25,000. I've gotten them just to sign up for their card. And that's like a, a flight, you know, so you don't think you have to do it all in purchases. You know, you can, you can earn all this stuff just by signing up for their card and making some of them, like if you spend $5,000 in three months, we will then give you all of these reward points. So, you know, I think, you know, all of you should experience once in life a free trip by rewards or points. I think everybody is well within their reason to do it and capable of doing it. Like I'm going to Miami, like I said, on points and rewards. You can all do it. And, you know, those extra things that would you'd have to save for are things that, hey, you're not using your money. You're using other people's money to do these things. And when I check in hotels and trust me, people that are like the diamond members, they're not earning they're earning them because of spend they're not earning them because they paid all these extra fee we're in this vip line not in this line because they're doing all they're doing is spending more than you and they understand how to leverage and use credit to their advantage to get all these perks right um balance transfer we talked about that so you want to look if you're looking to get out of you have some heavy debt high credit card bills you may want to get a card that's offering balance transfer deals and you know, I've had cards from banks I can't even pronounce just because they have a zero interest balance transfer. And I'm just kind of I'm using them. Like I said, you don't you know, you're not married to the bank. You know, some banks I've just had a short term affair with. And then, hey, it's nine months. It was fun. I'm out. So you can have an affair with a bank. It can be a short term affair with a credit card company. You, I don't want to use the word use, but that's what it comes down to, because, you know, you, I needed to get out of a, a jam. I needed to I needed to move some money over so I didn't have to pay a lot of rate interest on it. So I, I found a card that has zero interest rate. I park it over there for a few months and I bring it back or I pay it all off. That's how the game is played. Um, business cards. Some have business benefits. Like, yeah, there's a lot of them that'll have like concierge services. Um, they'll have like 
events, networking events and different things that cards can offer to like, if you want to be someone that wants to have access to certain things, access to events, there's cards out there, entertainment, different things that can give you access, you know, and there's a student starter cards as well. Like we just, we, we talked about throughout today. And then there's secured cards that will offer some cards have great insurances. Like for example, Last year, this time, my dishwasher broke. I brought a new one. I'm so upset. I had it for a year. I put it on my American Express card. And guess what? My new dishwasher broke again. And it's a month out of warranty because Home Depot only warranties it for 12 months. And I got on the phone with Home Depot and I argued. I'm like, come on. It was COVID. I was trying to get through to you guys. It's 13. I'm on month 13. This machine went bad, you know, one month out of warranty. And they weren't budging. So I called my credit card company, American Express extended warranty service we cover it beyond, a year after your other warranty has expired american express covered the extended warranty on my dishwasher all they did was credit me back how much i paid for it so i now can go out and get another dishwasher if i choose to i can just keep the credit so there's some things like you know if you great you know car rental insurance is covered different type of warranties are covered and extended thing and you gotta you gotta be careful everybody does don't like you may have you don't realize you have paying double insurance, like credit card, car rental companies, they'll try to tell you, oh, you want to get our coverage when your credit card company covers that, but they just want you to be under their coverage. And, you know, like extended warranties. Like I know when I buy something on my credit card, on my American Express card, and they say, do you want to get the extended warranty? So I say no, because I know my credit card provides me a free extended warranty, you know? So these are things that you can look at in the print of like deals that are out there. Um, next slide. I was about to just ask really quickly, do you think there are any limits to the different types of warranties? Um, like, let's just say if it was an appliance compared to like a car or a car compared to a, I don't know, a piece of musical equipment or do you think there are as long any- as you put it on that card, as long as the transactions on that card mm. and you can be proactive. Like, you know, one thing I learned too, the hard way before I exercise a warranty, like say, for example, the dishwasher, mm-hmm. before I called and actually filed the claim for extended warranty, I called them and said, hey, you know, I'm thinking about getting a dishwasher. Do I need to put, if, and if it's a year out of warranty, should I get an extended warranty on it? But would that be covered? I'm like, no, Mr. Lino, if you go out of dishwasher today, you'd have until such and such time. So I already knew. So then, and then the second call, I called in and said, okay, hey, my dishwasher's gone bad. So if you're not uncertain, if you're going to make a big purchase, a large purchase, you may want to call your credit card company ahead of the time and say, hey, am I covered for this? Am I this? And these are things that smart people do, like people that are really financially savvy. They do like they're not scared to ask a question. Well, am I covered for this? What do I need to do? Being proactive, like you need to like come out of your shell and ask these questions. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, do um, they have any like evidence of like the fact that it was broken or do you think? Like a receipt. Sometimes they tell you to keep it like, like with the dishwasher, they'll tell you to keep it for X amount of days. You know, um, some do, they have the right to. So you want to, you know, you want to be mindful of that. And, you know, and I don't really like, honestly, my threshold is I try to keep like, if I make a claim, I, for that same reason, like, I don't want to have to like, I, I always keep it under a thousand dollars where it's like, you know, it's something like, okay, we're not going to fuss, fuss about it. You know, I'm not going to make a $8,000 claim. I lost my ring and I flushed my, I flushed my gold ring in the toilet and I bought it on your car. Like something suspicious like that, you know, appliance, I'll keep the appliance in my basement for a while and then I'll throw it out. Something that, yeah, nobody's got a question, but if you're like, 
you know, I bought 10 Apple phones and they're not working. <laughs> Look, they're all in the car. And, oh, those draw red flags. All right, thank you. I just um, want to throw up the flag. We've only got a couple more minutes all together. Okay, you threw up the flag. Threw up the flag. <laughs> Does anybody have any questions? Uh, we, you know, we can stop right here and ask some liabilities then. And, and uh, does anybody have any questions? I'm looking in the chat. Somehow close. Anybody? You're all feeling financially clean? Can we get a thumbs up if you have no questions then? No questions, yeah. Did everybody think the class, enjoy the class or thought it was helpful? I know it was a lot. I'm getting thumbs up. Sebastian. <laughs> oh, I saw one hand go up. I'm not sure if that was intentional. Oh, who was that? Uh, I'm not sure. It just disappeared. Okay. But a bunch of thumbs up, though. All right, it's a lot, but we good. Okay, I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot. I know it's very technical. If I was on the other end, I would be like, oh my God, this is a lot. But it's very helpful. And I'm sure next time you look at a credit card application or credit card statement, you're going to look at it from a whole different perspective. And that's the no, point. I like, am I'm already, like, and I'm, on, I'm an old person. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> looking at things differently now since these sessions. Yeah, it's, this, and that's the point of the program. It's really supposed to be proactive. Pro it's supposed to provoke you to want to learn more. Because it'll be provocative. Like, yeah, I want to learn more. I want to understand more. I'm confident now looking at the back of the credit card statement. Yeah. You know, you can't teach everything here, but it gives you that confidence to say, hey, I can understand it. I know how it applies to me. I know what I'm looking for. Um, next time I speak to somebody on the line about my finances, I can speak a more, I can speak in a, from a point of confidence, you know, and that's what the program is supposed to do. And then next week, you know, it's an open space. If you want to have something you want to ask me, you ask it so I can help, you know, address it. So it gives you that much more confidence, that much more reason. When people come back to me, they come back to me, always things on 10 levels from what I taught them, which is what I wanted. So they're telling me things that I didn't even know, to be quite frank, but that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be provocative. Like they want you to learn more. So, Great. all right. So thank you guys. I apologize for being a little bit late this morning, but um, um, well, I'll make it up to you guys. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.